वॉट इज दिस डेक्सटिटी इन एक्शन भगवान बोले आई एक्सप्लेन इट नगवान इज एक्सप्लेन When we were here in the marathon camp, that time, for the first time, a small book of quotes was uh, printed, and there was one beautiful statement that became so common everywhere: "Moksha is not freedom from action; moksha is freedom in action." This is what Bhagwan says. Karmajam buddhi yuktahi phalam tyatva manishina. Manishina, those who are men and women of reflection, men and women of wisdom. Karmajam phalam tyatva. Again, whenever it comes. karma phalam tyaktva it is not abandoning the fruits of action but abandoning the insistence the attachment to the fruits of action and attachment means dependence of happiness on only that so therefore karmajam buddhi yuktahi phalam tyaktva manishina what happens to them i give up the fruits of action or give up the attachment to the fruits of action or give up the anxiety to the fruits of action the result of that is you get freedom from janma bandha vinirmukta you get freedom from the bondage of birth and therefore also death change disease illness etc there one meaning is janma eva bandhan we cry over death which liberates us from the suffering of this life and we celebrate birth which is the beginning of suffering because birth is there because of your past karmas and because of your past desires and because of your past vasanas so janma eva bandhana and we celebrate birthday and we cry over death day so janma bandha vinirmukta padam padam gachanti anamayam and then attains that abode which is anamayam which is without any disease the word disease is very nice we think only as illness but this is means a state of health the day state of comfort because that is your natural state ease is your natural state it is all these wants desires false expectations that creates the this ease such a person is freed now remember when it says birth don't understand just freedom from birth and death is moksha 
understand that when we do our actions with a sense of doership ego since i did it i must get the result the way i wanted so ego and egocentric selfish desires when i act in the world when the result comes i get attached so through my sense organs of action when i act in the world of objects what happens i react and that leaves an impression behind in the form of karma phala or vasana then those vasanas again create a desire that compels us into action and again that action leaves behind a desire and to fulfill that desire again and again and again and again we act and even after we die we are born again and again and again it's like you go to office every day again and again again and again or you switch jobs again and again to do the same work to get the same money again and again and again so freedom from birth means freedom from vasanas freedom from vasana means freedom from karma phala the results of karma and such a person is also freed from struggle and action so and reaches the state which is called as anamayam and the word was used was manishina bhagwan shankaracharya never ever gives up to point out that through karma and including karma yoga you get is the catharsis of the vasanas the purity of the mind the freedom from this repetitive chains of desire action reaction desire na no? that but when such a mind becomes calm in that arises a certain efficiency that you do the action and you don't get bound when that samatvam that equanimity of mind is gained there is where the buddhi the intellect emerges for those who are still little confused about mind and intellect if you read gurudev's commentary on the 49th verse thus when thoughts are in a state of flux and agitated it is called the mind therefore sankalpa vikalpa manaha and when it is single pointed calm and serene in its own determination nischayatmika buddhi it is the intellect thus buddhi yoga becomes established in the devotion to the intellect steady in your conviction your mind perfectly under the control of your better discriminative intellect to live a master of your inner and outer work is called as buddhi yoga your inner reactions and your outer dexterity this is called as buddhi yoga and thus such a person attains a state of ease even in 
action or even without action. But when can I say that I reach the state of anamayam, my natural state of peace, equanimity? How do I know when or how do I reach that? So through karma yoga, chitta shuddhi takes place. Through karma yoga, the purity of mind, the elimination of all our cultivated desires, etc., likes and dislikes is eliminated. And with such a calm, contemplative mind, when we get the knowledge of the immortal self, we can know it. Not as an object, but it can be realized. So now Bhagwan says, when can I say I have gained a pure intellect? Or when will I get that Anamayam Padam? Gurudev points out very beautifully, when I can I say while practicing Karma Yoga, my delusions, my vasanas, my confusions are gone. This is beautifully pointed out. So this yada tada always comes together. Yada tada. Yada when te moha kalilam buddhir vyatat tarishyati. When this intellect of yours vyatat rishyati crosses completely over this moha kalilam. Moha delusion. And delusion creates only confusion. That our whole thoughts, the whole gamut of thoughts of our mind become like what you call slush. Okay, you don't understand slush. Khichdi. Bhelpuri. That you can't see one from the other. Everything gets mixed up. That's called as confusion. And this confusion is caused by our wrong thinking, ignorance and its constituent projection. So, non-apprehension and misapprehension. So, yadati moha kalilam buddhir vyati tarishyati tada gantasi nirvedam tada death you shall attain nirvedam. Nirvedam means indifference here, not in the term again, we understand as indifference. I tell you, in love, hatred is not the opposite of love. In fact, whom you hate, you love, and whom you love only, you hate. 
they are not opposites. In love, indifference is a problem. No, we often say. But this is not that indifference. Indifference means you are unaffected. Means vairagya. Vairagya is not a dislike for the world of objects, but neither like nor dislike for the world of objects. Not an attraction nor a repulsion. It is a freedom from all the things of the world, which means you have not given your strings of attachment for the world to make you dance. That is called as vairagya. That the world no longer affects you. Neither the success nor play, failure, nor the heat nor cold. Because you are not dependent on it for your happiness. So there are different levels of moha we have. That you have to read bajgo in them for that. Wealth will give us happiness. Family will be, give us security. None of these. So many. Shankaracharya breaks it down to every level of delusions that we have. But here we are talking about two main delusions. One is, who am I? I am confused. And therefore, what is my duty, my swadharma? I am confused. That is the basis of it all. And we do not understand the nature of the world, that it is temporary and I expect out of the world permanent happiness. Will I not be deluded? Nothing is wrong with the world. World is not to be rejected. World is not to be given up because it was never yours. Yeah. What all that you have to give up is a stupid notion, as Gurudev would say. The stupid notion that this is my or mine. It was never yours. Mutti bankar haya jagme hatapasare jayega. When you came as a baby. Everybody saw you brought nothing with you. Close fisted you came. And when you go, everybody can see. You go without anything. Yet, we acquire, we save, we struggle, stress ourselves out to die off without achieving what we could have achieved in this life. So therefore, Moha Kalilam, when your intellect crosses over this swamp of delusion. You know? And when I said Kalilam, no, it's like quicksand, not quicksand or slush. It did happen once for the first time I, I was uh, there on the banks of the Ganga and uh, I was walking uh, alone and suddenly my feet went into this. And you try to take out the fit, it goes another deeper. You try to take out the other, it goes even more deeper. This is called the mire of delusion. So then, tadagantasi nirvedam. Then you attain this vairagya. Towards what? Shrutavyasya shutasyacha. Beautiful expression it is. 
and Gurudev's commentary was not there to really understand what it really means. That you will remain unperturbed, unaffected by what you have heard. Traditional commentators very often say that, and like any spiritual seeker now, especially those who come for the first time, and when they get inspired, then they want to go everywhere. I want to learn meditation here also. Oh, these people talk about this. Oh, I didn't hear about that. So let me go and try that also. At the end of it, totally confused. Yeah. And then they say the teacher who taught me the Gita also confused me. Totally confused them. And then they go even more into that confu confusion. So traditional commentator says that after what you have heard, even if you have systematically heard, your intellect is stunned with this knowledge. It's sometimes what you call unbelievable in the nice sense when they say, especially youngsters say, you went to the Gita talks. Unbelievable, auntie. <laughs> I mean, not expected of you. <laughs> that you did something that was not expected by anybody. Unbelievable. So when you hear about that I am eternal Atma, it's like unbelievable. You are stunned by it. You can't even really fathom it. it it's like, it's so confusing. I mean, here I thought myself to be this finite being and now the scriptures are telling me, you are divine, you are infinite. So one is after it has been when it settles down to understand and then to experience that joy is something you know one meaning is that or from all the confusions that you have got your mind into by listening this and listening that but when it comes to understand that the import is the one truth and reality you attain that state of quietude. But deeper meaning is not only these spiritual statements, it also means Shrotavya. Whatever you have heard, seen, smell, taste, touch. Because when the world of objects we perceive, we either get fascinated by them or we get repelled by them. And therefore our mind is constantly buffeted by the happenings of the world. The objects, people, things of the world. When no longer you remain affected by the happening. When you say no longer affected, doesn't mean that some evil is happening and you have no compassion for it. That's not the meaning. It means that no longer you are dependent and therefore the strings of your life are not there in this ever-changing world. Thus you are not constantly agitated. You are calm and peaceful. Thus when by what you have heard, seen, smelled, tasted, you are not affected. Then you can say that he has reached that state of Vairagya. But 
how does he reach the absolute state of nirvana or the state of atma the immortal atma the next verse points out having developed vairagya having got this freedom which is not being affected by the world such a person then is pointed out so when will it abide in the absolute reality the atma which is beyond birth and death which is my natural or healthy state of peace and bliss this verse again is very very beautiful though it looks like a very simple verse and very often the language people think it's you know what it is but shruti vi pratipannate yada sthasyasi sthasyasi sthasyati nischala samadhavachala buddhi tada yogam avapsyasi yada te buddhi when your intellect which intellect which is free from vasnas free from the waverings of the mind shruti vi pratipannate sthasyati nischala unwavering undoubting samadhavachala buddhi tada yogam avapsyasi when your intellect becomes steady in samadhi sama equanimity the pure intellect bu little bit mud is still there bu devi still there so the samadhi we'll see the different meanings of samadhi also in depth but samadhavachala buddhi when the intellect becomes meditative yogam avapsyasi you shall your your yoga is not the means your yoga is the unity unity or you will unite with the infinite yogam avapsyasi or you have attained to the goal of the practice of yoga you've reached the state of yoga unity and what is that the highest equanimity the sameness that is samatvam yoga uchchate now about this also see the word samadhi also samadhana well place so when your intellect is well placed or the intellect is well absorbed in what meditation people have for various things now but in the atma when it is absorbed means it has become one with the atma that samadhi that 
meditation is what is called as nirvikalpa samadhi where there is no wavering anymore and how is there no wavering that when perplexed by what you have heard shruti vi pratipannate both ways now you have to understand as i have explained <coughs> that when the world brings its stimuli it will have some effect on your mind but because of the practice of karma yoga you remain steady and how can you remain not affected by the changes of the world by keeping your mind constantly meditating on the changeless self and when your mind or your intellect abides in that self then you have attained the unity with it this is called as yoga again traditional commentators point out that knowledge is the means of samadhi for gaining the knowledge itself is the means for realization for liberation from the finite why because ignorance is the cause of your bondage now shruti means what you have heard even of the scriptures and scriptures are pointing out to you the means the goal and sometimes different different means and we can get all confused sometimes even from the same scripture because we do not listen systematically we do not arrange those thoughts systematically in our mind we do not practice the means by which we can see the result of the the shrutis or the the statements in the shrutis and have that single pointed dedication so naturally what happens is that it creates doubts therefore there are other people who would also see something which is very also applicable that when you have developed vairagya or dispassion which means you are no longer made miserable by the world or feel miserable with the happenings of the world not excited or attached then such a mind and intellect integrated mind and intellect which is called as the should listen to the knowledge that the shrutis give means the scriptures give the heard knowledge you should hear this knowledge if you have any doubts reflect therefore be doubtful doubtless don't be doubtful so even though perplexed by the knowledge given by the scriptures as you were on the first second day you know but now see how it's settling down by you reflecting listening carefully and you know gathering your thoughts when it becomes nischala free of doubts and when such a mind intellect when it abides in this atma which is sam is called as samadhi the atma which is all pervading and the same in all it is called as samadhi 
and that is the state of unity that is the state of realization and that is the state of yoga by now i think all your questions are dissolved not all even arjuna's all were not dissolved they are not ready for it fully but you can see that arjuna has already come out from his slumber his you know, self imposed poor me attitude that he has listened to krishna so carefully that now he is enthusiastic to know the one who has attained this state of yoga whose intellect is in samadhi whose intellect is no longer wavering from this knowledge which he has heard nor is perplexed by the stimuli of the world he wants to know about this person of steady knowledge because we can't keep we know also but we can't keep our knowledge steady by the time we go into the kitchen only and not get what we wanted or got bangan and potato got yeah the balance of mind even though we know even though we learned even though we said that was really wonderful and you said that's right the moment you walk out of the hall itself gaya so arjuna wants to know who is this so he, the famous portion of the bhagavad gita arjuna vach arjuna vach arjuna vach gita pragnasya bhasha स्थित प्रज्ञस्यर्जुन क्वेश्चन अबाउट दिस person of steady wisdom whose mind has reached the state of yoga and therefore samadhi samadhi stita pragyas and he coins the word also a new name stita pragyasya ka bhasha does he speak if he speaks then what language does he speak samadhisthasya keshava one who is in the state of equanimity one who has mind is in meditation or one who has reached that state of atma which is same sitadhir kim prabhasheta does he speak or how does he speak kim asita how does he or she walk and if he sits how does he sit नेक्स्ट सेशन
Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.